Chart Chat is a member of the Tiege.fm network from WTJU Radio. Find out more at Tiege.fm. That's T-E-E-J dot F-M. Hello everybody, it's Monday, October 15th, 2018. I'm Tanner Green and you are listening to Chart Chat, your weekly guide to the past week of pop singles hitting the US and UK charts. That's right, it's another solo mini episode. Caitlin is out for this episode, but she will be back next week. And in the meantime, I'm just going to walk you through the US chart entries, which are for the very large part from a particular artist you might have heard of. We're going to start at number 90. going to start with Lil Wayne featuring Nivea with Dope New Gospel. And then the deluge of Lil Wayne tracks continues from there. He debuts at number 86, 81, and 78 with Perfect Strangers, Demon, and Used To. Lil Wayne, featuring Ashanti and MacMaine, debuted number 76 with Start This S Off Right. Back to solo Lil Wayne, debuting at number 75, 74, 65, 62, 59, and 57 with Let It All Work Out, Mess, Took His Time, Open Safe, Hitters, and Problems. One brief respite from Wayne. We jump over to Kodak Black at number 56 with If I'm Lying, I'm Flying. We're back to solo Lil Wayne, debuting at number 47 with Open Letter. And then we've got a string of Lil Wayne with guests. First off, we've got Lil Wayne featuring Snoop Dogg with Dope N, debuting at number 39. Lil Wayne featuring his daughter, Regina Carter, debuting at number 36 with Famous. Back out of the onslaught of Wayne briefly, we've got Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper with Shallow, debuting at number 28. That being, of course, from the film A Star Is Born, which I've not seen yet. I don't know if I will, but I've heard good things. Someone described it as Oscar bait, which seems a little uncharitable, but also perhaps not inaccurate. But regardless, we also have DJ Snake featuring Selena Gomez, Ozuna, and Cardi B debuting at number 27 with their song Taki Taki. And then it's Lil Wayne the rest of the way out. We've got him and Nicki Minaj at number 26 with Dark Side of the Moon. We've got Wayne and Sosaman debuting at number 24 with What About Me. Two solo Lil Wayne cuts at number 17 and 14 with Can't Be Broken and Dedicate. Wayne, along with Travis Scott, debuted at number 10 with Let It Fly. Solo Wayne at number 7 with Uproar. Lil Wayne with XXX Tentacion at number 5 with Don't Cry. And one slot shy of the top spot, debuting at number 2, we've got Lil Wayne featuring Kendrick Lamar with Mona Lisa. So, as you could probably surmise from that list of tried entries, we've got another major hip-hop album hitting the charts because we've got another major hip-hop album doing gonzo numbers on streaming services and in the case of this particular album, this particular artist, this is a long-awaited release that for a while looked like it might not even see the light of day. We're talking about Lil Wayne, and we're talking about the Carter Five. Carter Five is finally out after years of Wayne being caught in label disputes and this sort of label purgatory. Will it come out? Won't it come out? The details of Wayne's contractual dispute with his label Cash Money and label executive slash longtime friend Birdman are murky. We don't entirely know all the details, but we do know that he's out of that contract now, and this gives Wayne the opportunity to finally release the Carter Five after about a half decade of, of being pushed back and delayed and then teased and then reworked and whatnot. Not quite Chinese democracy levels of uh, delays. Chinese democracy being the Guns N' Roses album that was delayed for who knows how long, at least a decade, I think. But getting there. 
that's not to say, however, that Wayne wasn't releasing music in the meantime. Wayne has still been releasing plenty of songs over the past decade, most of them being in the form of mixtapes. Thinking in particular, Sorry for the Wait 2 is a, a rather good one with a title that explicitly, a title and songs that explicitly reference the wait that fans have had to endure for the Carter 5. And in so doing, in releasing these mixtapes while continuing to push the Carter 5 and still keep it in some sort of a popular conversation, Wayne clearly wanted this album to be some sort of a statement piece. He wanted the Carter 5 to mean something. Even in past releases in the Carter series, Wayne had still been releasing mixtapes and other musical projects alongside this, but the Carter, like that title meant something. And before we get to what that something means in the case of this fifth installment of the Carter series, I do want to briefly note that I mentioned the streaming numbers that this album has done. And as I mentioned, they're particularly ridiculous. This album notched the second highest tally of first week streams of any album behind only Scorpion, Drake's uh, blockbuster from earlier this year. And the Carter Five notched 433 million streams in its first week alone, which of course translates to almost all of the tracks landing in the top 100. As for the content of the Carter Five, listeners who are familiar with at least the cover art of the particular album might be able to hazard a pretty good guess. The album art for this release has been in the public for years before the music actually was. I want to say sometime back in 2014 or sometime around then was when we first saw the image and like past Carter releases, if you think back to Carter 3, it's an image of Wayne as a baby with, of course, face tattoos and whatnot photoshopped on. But for the Carter 5, it is a picture of a young child, Lil Wayne, holding hands with his mother on the front cover. And Wayne's family, particularly Wayne's mother, is a pervasive presence on this album. In addition to the cover art, as I mentioned earlier, you have Wayne's daughter, Regine, providing vocals on one track. And the album itself opens with I Love You, Dwayne, which is a about two-minute, tearful, emotional monologue from Lil Wayne's mother talking about how much she loves her son and how excited she is for the Carter Five to finally come out. And it's a really moving way to start an album. And it speaks to the fact that there's a lot of self-reflection going on in this album, which makes sense for a rapper who is a few years away from 40, pretty solidly middle-aged at this point. I think he's about 36, I want to say, somewhere somewhere in that neck of the woods, mid to late 30s. And one of the best examples of this pensive, self-reflective mindset that Wayne exhibits in many of the tracks on the Carter Five, one of the best examples of this comes at the very end of the album, the last track called Let It All Work Out. We have once again Wayne's mother returning at the very end of the track. The last words on the Carter Five are from Wayne's mother saying, I love you, Dwayne, once again. But even before that, the track is an apt representation of the patience and the perspective of this album and that you might come to expect from a song titled Let It All Work Out. And part of that power, part of that poise comes from the sample that the song is built on. The song is built on a sample of a 2017 track called Indecision, by UK artist Sampha. And actually, if you go back, if you recall Caitlin's discussion of the UK Mercury Prize from last week, she talked about how Wolf Alice won the Mercury Prize for this year, and Sampha, on the other hand, won the Mercury Prize last year for his debut album, Process. We're going to take a short listen to the song Indecision that Wayne bases his track off of. Once again, this is Sampha 
with indecision. Your heart pounds with precision. The king dies inside these doors. Let it Keep that last part of that clip in your head as we listen to the Lil Wayne track based off of that because that refrain, the piano recurs constantly throughout the song that we're going to listen to, but the refrain in particular appears for the chorus in this Wayne clip. So once again, this is Lil Wayne's Let It All Work Out. Cause you said there'll be days like this They want a piece of me I ain't the one that's serving slices Please swallow I had my shelf dirty diapers rushed I think I could listen to that basic loop that is at the bedrock of the song for hours on end. It is such a good loop. As I already mentioned, Sampha's voice is gorgeous. That piano progression is rock solid, very cyclical, just rolls on and on and on. And of course, if you're going to make a hip-hop beat out of that, you're going to add a prominent bass presence, and the bass in this is very rich and sonorous and wide. And it all undergirds this feeling of resilience and optimism that I find incredibly infectious and reassuring. Wayne reminding listeners to take some deep breaths, take it all in stride, and as, of course, the title says, let it all work out. And part of why I think Wayne is able to deliver that message so well is because of his voice, which might go without saying, fans of Wayne are already well familiar with how flexible and malleable the rapper's voice is, his ability to convey these subtle shades of emotion through slurred words and changes in pitch. On the other hand, it might be easy to lose sight of the value of that sort of musical expression nowadays because it is so common. Wayne has had a very clear influence on the music of Drake, to say nothing of signing Drake to his record label, of course. But through Drake and through Drake's influence on subsequent artists, where nowadays it's very common for a rapper to mix or sort of blur the lines between singing and rapping, I think... Wayne's ability to do that is not diminished by how common it is nowadays. So I'm thinking on this clip, there are sections where when Wayne's rhythmic cadence speeds up, his voice follows suit, his voice starts to pitch up and get kind of really strained and get that kind of 
tense, frustrated almost quality to it. But then when the lyrics shift and the lyrics start reminiscing about the members of TLC, his rhythm starts to loosen, his pitch starts to descend until it finally rests on that final relaxed recognition that things will all work out. And you wouldn't get that sort of emotional charge if Wayne wasn't comfortable with stretching his voice all up and down the scale in that way and altering the timbre of his voice throughout the track. If he played it a lot more straight, I think the emotional impact would be lessened. And that's particularly salient for this track because his third verse, which I didn't play, is Wayne giving an emotional retelling of a childhood suicide attempt of his. There had been questions surrounding this incident for for years, whether or not it was an accident. His mother mentions it in one of the monologues found on the Carter Five. And his last verse on this track, Let It All Work Out, is basically him detailing his thought process through his attempting suicide with a gun. And it is extremely moving. It's uh, Admittedly, it's a bit hard to listen to, I find. Uh, and again, part of that is because of the flexibility of Wayne's voice. He's able to dig into the words and make them wrenching and... Again, hard to listen to in a way because of how vivid they sound. And then that Sampha sample comes back. Everything will all work out. It'll be okay. You get that emotional consolation again, that reassurance. And then, of course, the track and the album ends with Lil Wayne's mother having the last word. Once again, I love you, Dwayne. It's just so graceful, poised, touching, confident. It's a really wonderful song, I find, in a lot of ways. And it's a wonderful close to what winds up being, in my estimation, a pretty good album. It's, of course, very long. Most hip-hop albums these days are particularly long because labels and artists want to do well with streaming numbers. But short of that, I think this album is a lot better than it could have been given the numerous delays and legal purgatory that Wayne and the Carter Five were stuck in. And in saying all of that, I want to emphasize that not all of the Carter Five is as overtly personal as Let It All Work Out. There's a wide variety of songs. Some of them are less successful than others. I'm thinking of a particularly rough song with Nicki Minaj about Dark Side of the Moon or whatever. It's it's not great. But there are other examples of songs on this album that are marvelous, but take a radically different rhetorical approach than Let It All Work Out. And listeners who have already listened to the album might know the song I'm thinking of. I'm talking about Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa is a track where Wayne, instead of divulging his personal life, Wayne puts on a character mask. He plays a robber. And this is a robber who uses the wives of his targets to gain access to the people he's going to rob. And a note on people he's going to rob. Time prevents me from playing Kendrick Lamar's part of this song. But his appearance is marvelous. He appears in the back half of the track to basically portray Wayne's victim, the robbery victim who has been not only robbed, but also betrayed by the woman he loves. There's a sort of melodramatic turn where Kendrick starts rapping as if he's choking up and crying. And it's, it's, it almost feels a bit like a comic book sort of retelling. And I'll get to a little bit more of that in reference to Wayne's verse on the track and keeping in mind what I was saying earlier about the flexibility of Wayne's voice. That all plays a part here. But to keep the focus on Wayne, let's listen to the second verse again. This is Mona Lisa. Look, name list, 
ain't she his Cause you tell him that it is So he tell her all his secrets He tell her all his fears And then she tell me And I be all ears Then I go and tell my people And they already know him And then I call Liz And she say he coming over I say good girl Just remember what I told you She gave me the salute I said girl you're a soldier We waiting outside Watch her pull up Walk up to the door And right before he knocked She opened the door naked She left it unlocked They started French kissing So he didn't see more Then did she let him in They stopped on the couch Music up loud With his head in the clouds Turn it down And I scared the beside him So girl, put the gun to his frown I turn around, I ain't hit a fuck around I ain't hit a fuck around, caught you with your pants down You know what it is, put your hands up Liz, that's enough, you can put your hands down Then he looked dead at her and he shook his head at her She a good actress and you a dead actor You'll be dead after we get what we after If Liz call you daddy, she about to be a Oh, I got way too many bitches that do win it Thank for me, nigga, but thank for me, nigga Send her to you like she ain't for me, nigga I hope you alone like bankruptcy, nigga She pour you a drink, that drink on me, nigga She slipped something in and I paint for me, nigga Mona Lisa, I done painted the picture Mona Lisa, out the frame on these niggas They got you out of character, nigga You pop of these up your ladder, my nigga Take everything that you have to You don't even have an opinion We have your attention And now you looking on the bad with her, nigga Now she looking for her pantyhose, Wayne sounds like he's having so much fun here, and it translates to a really fun listen. I think it's important to note that Wayne is not playing some stone-faced robber who speaks in monotone. He's not trying to be the tough guy, the the Batman who... <sighs> he's not going for that. He's gleeful with his voice. There are these sections of his verse uh, that I played for you that have these really rapid rising and falling in pitch. There are sections where his voice starts to fry or crack, almost as if he's about to start laughing. He has this air of, to return to the Batman comparison, he almost sounds reminiscent of the Joker, insofar as he sounds like some showboating villain who can't help but relish in the fact that his master plan has come to fruition. He's taunting the man he's about to rob, and it makes for a really entertaining and just funny but also technically impressive listen and even before kendrick enters the back half of the track i was already super impressed with the song on first listen i was like oh man i need to come back to this there's a lot to digest here especially because it's a very lyrically dense song again as many story songs are and again i highly highly recommend that listeners check out this track on their own time both kendrick and wayne do a stellar job on this track and both men are responsible for Mona Lisa being our pick of the week. Caitlin, unfortunately, is not here to share her thoughts on the track, but I do know from looking at her responses on our planning spreadsheet that she did also like the song, so I feel a little better about deeming this track pretty dang good. And with that, thank you so much for listening to Chart Chat, where we treat halos like frisbees. If you'd like to listen to all this past week's chart debuts, you can find a Spotify playlist in the show notes. And if you have any questions, feedback, or corrections, you can get in touch with us via email at chartchatcast at gmail.com. Also, if you're interested in following us on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at chartchatcast. Also, if you're interested and so generous, please consider rating and reviewing us on your podcasting platform of choice. Helps us find new listeners, helps us talk about music with people who are interested in talking about it. We'd love to hear from you and spread the word to your friends as well. Chart Chat's intro theme was written by Peter Kelly, and our cover art was made by Billy Phillips, both from Coronation Media. Coronation Media is a creative studio specializing in video production, animation, and graphic design. To learn what they can do for your company or organization, visit www.coronationmedia.com. Chart Chat is also a member of the Teej.fm network from WTJU. To learn more, visit Teej.fm. That's T-E-E-J.fm. 
Thanks again for listening to Chart Chat. I'm Tanner Green, and we will catch you next week. Tell her, get him. She said, I got you. 